Hello and welcome to the UWA Alumni Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Yeek. Inspiration and, and grit are two words that come to mind when I think of my guest today. Zach Liao is an exercise physiologist, runner, musician, UWA PhD candidate, and four and a half years ago was told he'd never walk again. In 2013, Zach moved from Singapore to undertake his honours in sports science at UWA. The avid runner's world was turned upside down in late 2013 when he had a cycling accident. During the accident, he fractured his cervical cord and damaged his spinal cord, resulting in paralysis. Doctors advised he'd he'd be lucky to walk again. Defying the doctors, seven months later, Zach ran his first marathon and in 2015 represented Singapore, winning a silver medal in the men's 1500 metre T37 at the ASEAN Para Games. Zach, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. No problem. Uh, I want to open with uh, what what motivates you, what drives you? Well, before or after the accident. I guess before the accident, after the accident, and now, what keeps you going? Well, um, so probably before the accident, it was this um, need to actually feel that I am living my life to the fullest. So just grabbing every opportunity I have and to fight for it. And I think a part of me was trying to prove the medical staff wrong after the accident. So that mm. was kind of like a, uh, you know, added incentive to it. And now it's kind of like just treasuring every moment that I have. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned proving the medical staff wrong. What, yeah. what was going through your mind at the time when, I guess you were having the, when the doctor gave you the news and yeah. then the, the physio was telling you, you know, this is it's probably an unlikely scenario that you're going to walk? Yeah, so definitely went through the couple of phases whereby, you know, first I, I was in denial, then I was in, I was just in depression for a couple of while, but I kind of told myself, you know, I can be depressed for a bit, then I got to get myself up because there's nothing more that I can lose. There's mm. everything to gain, but nothing more to lose. Mm. So I just told myself I needed to grab the opportunity and, you know, Maybe it's, it's, it's kind of like a personal thing, but it's, it's really, if I were to prove this person wrong, then I could prove the next theory wrong, and then the so, forth, so on and so forth. So kind of like the medical staff became the people at the receiving end of my <laughs> bed, and I was like, yeah, i got to prove you wrong. So yeah, yeah just, just got to do it. That constant drive to yeah. keep going, yeah. And how, how do you think your family sort of took that at the time? They had mixed feelings. Yeah. Um, they were happy that I wasn't giving up on the situation. I was trying to do something different. But at the same time, they were very cautious and they were very afraid because, you know, me not being able to even walk properly, I was saying things like, I want to run a marathon. Mm. That's like, are you crazy? Mm. <laughs> like, why don't you just try walking to a toilet first? You yeah. know, kind of stuff here. So, so yeah, they, they were worried, but they were happy that I actually had bigger goals in life rather yeah. than just be satisfied with whatever I had at that point in time. Yeah, yeah. And you talk about the bigger goals in life, I guess, obviously running a big part of, of yeah. your life, both before the accident and after. Yeah. And as I understand, uh, Grant Landers, yeah. a, a great uh, academic here at UWA, was a big part of your journey. And yeah. explain for me what role he played in, in all that. Oh, Grant's been... Grant's just been fantastic. Um, prior to the accident, Grant was uh, really a coach, just really a coach. But, you know, with the accident and everything, there's a transition in a role. He kind of took on like a fatherly figure in my life here in um, Australia. And he, he, he mentored me and he gave me things um, to think about, gave me different perceptions. And also, um, he was very open to the idea of trying things differently. 
because Grant used to deal with um, elite athletes mm-hmm. and uh, so you know me coming out of the accident was definitely nowhere near that standards mm. but he was happy to break his own rule and you know welcome me back to the squad you know getting me to like you know do 200 meter walks 400 meter jogs kind of thing and just go through this whole transition to where he is still my coach now but we are racing in a para you know world which is different from what he's used to dealing with yeah fantastic you mentioned sort of that build up and that support network i guess one of the things i love about sport is that community and the ability i guess to rally around people yeah so important take me through i guess the timeline of what that looked like how long were you in hospital for how long sort of that initial stage before you could even walk to the toilet how long did that take so it's kind of muddled at this point in time but Mm. roughly well the accident happened early november Mm. so i guess by early december i i managed to get myself off the wheelchair wow then that's when i was just maybe making 20 meter walks and i remember trying to walk from um, uni hall l block to the gym and it took me 15 minutes to get to the underpass just before christmas and and for those that don't know that's that's not far at all is uni hall's the first college when you walk out of the underpass isn't it yeah so it's probably 200 meters to 300 meters tops yeah and we uh, imagine you must have been pretty exhausted by you got in time you got to the underpass. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually not even on campus yet. You've got to you've got to walk under the underpass. Yeah. Get <laughs> nowhere near the gym. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess sports science is another sort of yeah. Normally another fifteen minute walk from yeah. there. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. And uh, I guess at that time as well, I want to mention a name that maybe you haven't you know heard of for a long time. Lachlan Cousins. Was yeah. How does he feature into the story of Zach and, and that time of your life? Well, Lachlan's been very... Uh, he's been a very important figure in my this whole you know journey and recovery because just for the fact that he was actually the first person who genuinely told me that he believed that I'll actually start walking and then start running again. Uh, you know, some on, on hindsight, some people might say, you know, that's just you guys are just being encouraging to each other. That might not mean much, but at for me at that point in time, for him making such a firm statement meant a lot to me. So, um, Lachlan was definitely very pivotal in um, this whole recovery process. And so, Lachlan was involved in an accident himself, wasn't he? And he was. Yes. He was in a bed next to you. Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, and, and we didn't start off exactly well, to be honest. Cause, cause, <laughs> okay, uh, good yeah, so uh, it's only in the hospital that I realised that I snore really loudly <laughs> at night. And Lachlan likes his music really loud in the daytime. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we're like, oh man, this dude is loud. And he'll be like, yeah, this dude is noisy. And yeah, so uh, not not the best of starts, but... Uh, Two you know, roommates trying to work it out. Yeah, um, you know, but, you know, eventually with time, uh, we managed to yeah, kind of compromise and we made small talks. And it was interesting because we were just basically looking at the ceiling and talking to each other because we, we couldn't turn our heads and couldn't sit up on the bed. Yep. So we were just looking at the ceiling and go like, hey, mate, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not bad. What's your name? <laughs> it's, it's just weird. Wow, one way to really cool. get to know someone. Yeah. 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 And do you still keep in touch with him? And Yeah, every now and then. Um, I feel pretty guilty at times for um, not keeping in touch as much as I could have and should have, mm. to be honest. 
but a part of me just don't really know how to um, manage mm. the situation as well mm. because um, Lachlan has got the exact same accident as in the so, sort of prognosis as me mm-hmm. so we had the same injury at the exact same cervical cord but um, we just came out totally different and I mean I know it's not my fault and there's nothing that I can do but a part of me always felt that you know it's, it's a little unfair mm. that I'm getting so much more than he is mm. and that kind of makes me uh, should I say just restricts me being who I am at mm-hmm. times with mm-hmm. Lachlan yeah yeah I understand yeah and and so you talk about I guess different outcomes and opportunities you're you're running what, why do you run what, what does it mean to you well, initially, I just ran because Grant suggested it was something good to do. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and the other thing is um, I just wanted to prove that I could do a little more than I could each day. It's not, you know, kind of with running and training. Every day you kind of try to run faster over a set distance. It's, it's kind of my way of telling myself, look, things are going to be fine. If I put in the hard work, I'll eventually get better with time. You know, it, it might not show in this week. It might not show next week. But you know, maybe over a calendar year, I will I'll improve this. Say, for example, five kilometers runtime, and that's when I see myself. Look, it's working. The rehabilitation is still going. I'm still recovering. So, that kind of affirms me of what I'm doing and gives me the motivation to do what I do. So it wasn't enough for you to say, okay, let's stand up, let's, let's get to the toilet, let's walk 200 meters forward. You thought, let's go into a marathon. Yeah. Most most people, uh, I guess, I've I've run a half marathon. That yeah. was that was pretty hard. <laughs> so what what was what did it feel like when you when you take me back to why the marathon and then what did it feel like when you completed it? Well. Um, that's because prior to the accident, I was actually a marathoner. Mm-hmm. So um, I was uh, I was not the national athlete, mm-hmm. but I was trying to be the national athlete in the marathon event. And so um, I was pretty decent. I, I ran a sub three hour marathon. So wow. so that was just before the accident. So um, so after that, it was something that's still in my mind. I still felt like I needed to run, mm-hmm. and there was days whereby I was um, you know laying my bed not being able to move but I actually in fact the first couple of nights I dreamt of myself running and I was just crying my dreams because it's, it's, it's just too sudden right so um, that was the first thing that I knew that I wanted if possible to complete a marathon it's, it's, it's kind of like my standard my goal standard of saying look life's going to be alright mm-hmm. I'm just going to do the same thing slightly differently but I'm still going to do what I like yeah. So yeah. So so that's the marathon. So they're taking control, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that was seven months after yeah. the accident, about. Yeah. And then going fast forward another sort of two years ish to 2015 and the ASEAN Games. Yeah. And what what is the uh, for those of us that don't know the men's 1500 meters T37. What is the what does T37 mean? So T T37 is kind of like um, the classification of your abilities. So, um, say for example, someone who has cerebral palsy mm-hmm. um, might be a T thirty seven as well. Yeah. So as um, basically in my category, we have um, sort of a lack of usage disability mm-hmm. in the one arm and one leg. So that's kind of the, the classification of mm. it. Um, so basically, everyone who has a disability in one arm and one leg will mm-hmm. be in this category. And so lining up on the start line of that yeah. particular race, were you nervous? Yes, I was very nervous because that's probably the 
third time I've ran a 1500 in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, it was a home crowd, was it? it was, yes, it, it was, was a home Singapore, crowd. Yeah. yeah. And so, and you ended up crossing the line winning a silver medal for yeah. your country. Yeah, so, so the crowd must have been going yeah. crazy. Yeah, and because that was the first athletics medal at a meet, and that was probably day three or day four wow. into the meet. So it, it, it was a mix of emotions. Like the officials couldn't believe that Singapore has gotten a medal. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like they were really happy. Mm. You know, when I crossed the line, I was asking for the national flag, the Singapore flag. Mm. And everyone just went, what do you want a Singapore flag? <laughs> like because I just won, and they're like, "What? You just won?" And, you know, it's, it's it's just a mix of emotion at right. a place. So it's, it's it's yeah. Yeah, amazing. And you've also held a few national records as well, haven't you? Four hundred, eight hundred, yeah, and fifteen hundred. Well done. So what what does uh, the running career look like now? How did how did last year go? How's this year going? Oh, last year's been a lot less than I do because mm-hmm. I got to the injury and took me out the whole of the season. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really race last of last season um, so, so even even Superman gets injuries I'm not <laughs> any Superman <laughs> yeah um, so this year's uh, it's kind of like you know just transiting getting myself back getting the race yep. fitness back so I've, I've got a race coming up in two uh, in May mm-hmm. um, so that's uh, and in August as well mm-hmm. so May I'll be traveling to Beijing wow. and in August I'll be at Barcelona so wow. um, these are the two relatively finalized races mm-hmm. for the are you school. still and those are um are you doing any road racing or anything like that yes i am so in fact i'll be doing the hbf half marathon oh, great yeah i'll be running with my wife and is uh, she a runner um she's she's converting <laughs> <laughs> i've managed to convert her a little um from basketball to running uh, so yeah that's pretty good um and um so i'm gonna attempt to do a kobe marathon at the end of this year awesome. yeah yeah, fantastic. I'd like to touch on a bit of your research now. Yeah. So you're, you're doing your PhD currently at UWA. Yes, I am. Yeah, and, and what area? Um, I'm actually a type 1 diabetic researcher. Okay, and yeah. what, is, what does that mean? What are you looking into? Um, so at present moment, I'm trying to find ways to improve the quality of life of type 1 diabetics. Okay. In, well, actually, not just in WA, it's a global disease. So yeah. I'm just trying to find ways to, incru- to improve their quality of life. And um, just really different strategies to make that happen and to let them actually enjoy doing sports uh-huh. because um, diabetics and sports don't really go together because mm-hmm. of the blood glucose um, excursions that they usually experience post-exercise. Mm-hmm. So um, if we can find a strategy to kind of minimize the excursion, then we could actually get more type 1 diabetics to start exercising which we know has a lot of benefits yeah fantastic and what made you decide to do a phd and and why this area well um initially i was involved in elite sports Mm -hmm. that's my honest stuff but you know after my accident i kind of felt a little more complied to help more people Mm. rather than just you know maybe say two athletes in the Mm -hmm. world yeah so um, so I, I tried exploring into health science and mm-hmm. then um, my supervisor himself, Paul Fonia, is actually a world-renowned um, type 1 diabetic researcher. So he pitched me the idea of, you know, maybe we should try doing this. And I was like, yeah, not too bad. So I did a couple of reading up and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Fantastic. And how's the research going? How's the PhD going? Well, it's never smooth, um, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it yeah. and I really like it. So, um in my own words, I think it's moving really well. And um, yeah, it's just awesome. 
Yeah, fantastic. And what what do you do away from all of this? Because they're, they're quite intense areas you're involved in, PhD, the running, yeah. um, <laughs> traveling around the world to do your running. Music is a bit of an interest for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's definitely still an interest to me. Um, I, I still try to compose uh-huh. some music every now and then. So you're actually putting music out? Yeah, yeah I do. Fantastic. And you, you sing? Yes, yeah. used to. <laughs> do you sing to yourself when you're running the marathon. What do you? What do you? Do? What's the strategy? Do you listen to music or you just you're in the in race mode? Uh, yeah, I guess it's more of a race mode. Most of the time, I don't really remember eighty percent of my races because okay. probably I was just suffering too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. And and you're also a bit of a, a car man as well, aren't you? The the Godzilla. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that is that the actual true love of your life? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, the actual true love of my life is my wife. You see, I've answer. got to put it out there publicly. Yeah, so correct answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's 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 just a car that I've really always wanted yeah. so when the correct car popped up you know i just knew i had to get had to get it yeah <laughs> and you were telling me that's how everyone knows you're at work when they are yeah. when the skyline's wiped out the front yeah that's <laughs> it fantastic yeah now i, I want to ask being being a singaporean yeah. and amazing singapore food do you have an indulgence is there a, a favorite food that you enjoy when you go home or definitely what can you recommend oh man just go for chicken rice, chicken rice yeah. <laughs> i just of can't course. get enough of it yeah fantastic uh i guess uh we're, we're coming to the close but i'd like to know what what does the future hold for zach Liao and on all fronts on the running on the research uh and any more singing cars <laughs> well um oh well in terms of research wise i hope that i'm able to stay at WA for the at least for the next foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. A reason being, um, actually, WA is one of the world's leaders in type one diabetic research. Uh-huh. So that's something that we should be really proud of, and um, that's where I hope I can continue to contribute in this area. So being in Perth itself is gonna just help propel that cause, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so. Hopefully, someone offers me a gig here. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of running, do you see uh, more representative level running or what, what direction would you like to take Yeah, definitely. So, um, Tokyo 2020 is coming up. Yeah. yeah I've, I've always loved Japan hips uh-huh. and um, my sponsors are Japanese. So, it's it's just a, a lot of incentive for me to get myself to the Tokyo 2020 games. Yeah, definitely. So, Fantastic. Yep. Maybe you can take some chicken rice over with you and introduce it to the local crowd. Oh, they love it. Every <laughs> time they visit Singapore, they'll be like, Zach, let's go eat chicken rice. I'm like, yep, that's it. Fantastic. Well, we're out of time, Zach. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I want to wish you all the best for the future. And Thanks, Eric. Yeah, we'll be keeping out an eye on your results. All right, cheers. Thank cheers. you. Thank you. Thank you for downloading today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Are you interested in volunteering? UW provides you the opportunity to mentor a student, organize a reunion, or even help at a graduation. Visit our website to find out how you can make a difference today.